all the powers of darkness tremble at what they've just heard. Cause all the powers of darkness can't run out a single Father, we celebrate what you have done for us in Christ. And uh, this morning, as we come and and focus our attention even more specifically on what you're doing in the world, we pray that you will open our hearts to see the world the way you do. Through this time of worship, we will um, feel a, a new, deeper sense of compassion 
for this world that you have created and you love. We thank you for being present with us in this worship together. And we offer this time to you through Christ. Amen. Share a word of greeting with others who are here in worship today. Well, this is a, uh, a day when a uh, weekend that we are focusing uh, outside of ourselves a bit more than, than normal. Um, we are especially this year at our missions convention focusing on things close to us and the city of Buffalo. Uh, we, I was part of a group that went to uh, Jericho Road about a week and a half ago and it's amazing what God is doing there in that place and we'll hear a little more about what God is doing in other parts of the city of Buffalo as well. Yesterday, uh, we had about 30 people who were here uh, making things, collecting things for uh, the Priscilla Project that's part of Jericho Road. And we had 22 people that went up to Buffalo yesterday in the cold and uh, did some work up there. And it was exciting to see a, a real intergenerational mix of people who were part of that trip. I suspect that in the coming months and beyond, more and more of those kinds of things are going to be happening as we make more and more connections with the city there. On this weekend, when we are thinking about the world, this is the weekend that we are collecting our Faith Promise cards. And um, if you don't have one of these, we have some in the back. Just raise your hand. We'll get one to you. Uh, you don't, we don't have to collect them today, but uh, this is the day we're starting to collect them. And this is uh, something that you, it's an opportunity for you to trust God, step out in faith and uh, about what God, how God may want to give through you in a way that would be outside the norm. This is uh, above and beyond what you might normally give to the kingdom, but it's an opportunity to stretch your faith. And I've seen this happen in my life through many years. Just this week, someone was telling me that uh, they were talking about what they ought to uh, give, thinking about how God... They might want to step out in faith uh, and trust God for something beyond normal. And before they even made a decision, but they were leaning toward a number, they got an unexpected check in the mail that just about covered that very number. So this is somebody who, even before they wrote it down, God was taking care of it. And what a great, I mean, they couldn't be more excited to tell me that story. And you can see just another step of faith. And it's really what this opportunity is about. It's about taking steps of faith, trusting God and watching God work miraculously. So I really encourage you to pray. Think about how God might want to uh, to speak through you into your life and use you uh, to develop faith as you give. And on the back you can see where this money is going to be going. This is above and beyond our regular missions budget that's, that uh, we uh, put in our budget every year. We are thrilled this morning to welcome uh, Chuck Massey uh, as our speaker today. Um, some of you will know Chuck. He's taught at Houghton College, been connected there for over 38 years, or about 38 years. Uh, he's just finishing his teaching now, but he has been up in Buffalo for a number of years. He is now the director of the Office of Urban Connections and Wesley Service Corps for Houghton College. Uh, he's going to be sharing with us uh, sort of his journey, and also what's happening up there and how we might get involved this morning. So uh, we're excited to have him here, and I pray that through what he says, it will help us individually and corporately to even more connect with God in his world and uh, to think outside of just ourselves. We're going to ask the ushers to come and assist us in the giving of our tithes and offerings, and for those who are ready to collect the cards.
time when we pray together, if you'd like to use the altar rail as your place of prayer, please come and join me. Otherwise, please be seated. Father, we come this morning giving thanks for who you are as the great God. We worship you. We adore you. We offer our lives to you. We thank you for the countless blessings you have given to each of us. We also come today acknowledging that we live in a fallen, broken world. And difficulties and struggles, pain, heartache are too often a part of our lives. We pray for the needs that we bring with us and that we bring for others. This morning we pray for your comfort and grace upon all who are grieving today. I think especially of Isabel Alexander's family. We pray for Brian Maston and his family at the death of his brother this week. And there are others that are on our minds. We pray for your comforting peace in the midst of difficult experiences. We pray for those who are in need of healing. We think of Donna Hess and John Beardsley, Bev Rett, 
We pray for Edna Howard and Linda Roth, for Micah Christensen, for Bonnie Szymanski, and Crystal Blake, and Bill Roski, and Emily Crickler, and others who are on our hearts today. We pray, Father, that you will bring healing, that you will bring hope and strength to each of them. Father, we pray for our relationships that are in need of your healing power. And we ask that you will work miraculously as you alone are able to do. Father, we pray not only for ourselves, but for this world that you love and have created and are involved in. We pray, Father, that for the nations of the world, large, small, some with great influence, some hardly noticed, some prosperous, some ravished by disease, famine, drought, some that exist in relative peace, some that seem to know virtually nothing but war. We pray, Father, for your people in all the nations of the world, that we will bear witness to your grace, to salvation in Christ. We think especially this morning of the city of Buffalo, and we thank you for all of the ministries that are going on there, for the people who have responded to your call. And we pray that in times of discouragement, you will give encouragement. In times of opposition, Give courage. In the face of all of the difficulties, we pray for strength and for your power. And we pray today that you will stir our hearts anew about what we might do for your kingdom in the city. Father, thank you for hearing our prayers today, as we know you always do. Continue to give us hearts that are open to you and ears ready to listen to you. We pray that your word through your servant today will speak deeply into each of our lives. And we offer our prayer, as we always do, to the grace and power and name and blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Reading from Matthew 25, 31 through 46. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or needing clothes, or sick or in prison, and did not help you? He will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand and join us as we sing together.
I was asked to come today to share with you a little bit about Buffalo, specifically to tell you a little about God's call to the city, to talk a little about what I see God doing in the city, and then share how I would envision Houghton Wesleyan Church, corporately and individually, becoming involved in Buffalo. I grew up in a rural area in eastern Virginia. And when I came to Houghton in 1976, 
I thought I had found the, the perfect place. I was a country boy who, uh, who felt right at home here. The last thing I could have imagined was that I would end up living in the city of Buffalo, where I've been with my wife for the last 25 years. But even more remarkable that it would be a place I would fall in love with and a place that I would choose to retire at. I'm thankful that God led me slowly from Buffalo, from Houghton to Buffalo, that um, it wasn't a, a quick move, and I was given lots of time to adjust to the changes along the way. But what I see in Buffalo today makes me very hopeful for a number of reasons, because I I feel I see God's hand at work in remarkable ways. I see signs of cooperation, particularly among faith groups, churches, different denominational groups that 30 years ago um, were not evident. I see a variety of ways that Christians are engaging in efforts to address the needs of those special categories of folk that are addressed in the scripture that was read to you, or Matthew 25. The hungry, the sick, the stranger in our midst. Buffalo is the city that struggled for, uh, for a long time. It, uh, it peaked in terms of population in the late 1950s. Since that time has, has lost nearly half of its population. Between about 1960 and 2010, fortunately, the decline seems to have slowed dramatically and perhaps um, been arrested at last, um, at least partially because of the large influx of refugees that has been occurring over the last um, 15 years or so in the, in the city of Buffalo. Most people are surprised to know that Buffalo settles more refugees each year than New York City. New York City has large numbers of immigrants who arrived, but a very small number of the refugees who are settled by the United States government are sent to New York City. About 30% of all of those settled in New York State are settled in uh, the Buffalo area, most of them on the west side of Buffalo. I know a number of you are familiar with the work of Jericho Road um, and Jericho Road's primary facilities and the, the, the most of its work over, over the, uh, recent years has been on the west side. It's now doing more on the on the east side of the city, but that's uh, uh, just beginning to grow at this time. But um, one of the ways that I see Christians using their talents, one remarkable way, is, is I think helping us understand, helping people in the city of Buffalo um, understand the rich history of the city, the tremendous um, uh, treasure in terms of architecture, the park system. There are many beautiful things about the city. This, uh, this past fall, there was um, uh, a video titled Buffalo, the Best Designed City in the World. This picks up on a quote from Frederick Law Olmsted made 100-plus um, uh, years ago um, as he was beginning work on the park system in Buffalo. Um, but this, this film, which I would um, uh, suggest that if you haven't seen it, perhaps you should Google 
best designed city in the world and watch the 12 minute uh, video, you will see Buffalo as you never um, perhaps have imagined. Um, uh, a young Christian uh, who moved to Buffalo from the West Coast is the person who put that, that um, video together and is helping lots of people in Buffalo uh, gain a new appreciation uh, for their city. Um, I don't know that it's particularly significant that he married a Houghton grad, but that may have helped ins inspire him in some way. Um, another thing that's, um, that's helping people in Buffalo um, understand their history and come to, uh, to appreciate the rich history we have as, as a city there uh, is the work of a group called um, Friends of the Buffalo Story. There's another Houghton connection there. Um, Dr. Cameron Earhart, who many of you know, um, is using his, his uh, training and uh, as a historian, his love of history, to work with, this, uh, with the group that formed uh, the organization Friends of the Buffalo Story. Um, and uh, they're, they're doing uh, considerable work now in locating a, a, a project on Canal Side on the new waterfront in Buffalo. And a part of what they're doing is trying to help people rediscover the rich history of the city to come to understand and appreciate the good things that we have. Um, it's easy to see the challenges and the problems. Uh, sometimes we lose sight of, of the rich heritage and the, uh, and, and the good things that, that we have to enjoy. Um, another thing that I see happening um, is a, a special effort that's developed over the last year, year and a half, to address needs of the hungry. Um, at the Lafayette Presbyterian Church, which is a, a, a grand old uh, church building with a, with a very small congregation these days, um, and they've been doing some extensive renovation to their property so that a part of the property will be used uh, for housing to generate income, to be able to support the ministries um, that they are pursuing. One of the ministries is called Big Big Table Cafe. And this, uh, there used to be some years ago, uh, a soup kitchen in this facility. And um, it's, it's, uh, this, this building is on Elmwood Avenue. Any of you who know the Buffalo area, the Elmwood Strip is... Um, an area that's seen uh, wonderful uh, renewal, revival over the last uh, 20 years or so. And it's a dynamic part of the city. But there are also, uh, along with all of the, um, um, the, the folk who are doing quite well, there are numbers of homeless folk, persons who are outpatients at the Buffalo Psychiatric Center, who you will also find there. And for years there was a soup kitchen, but soup kitchens tend to uh, uh, provide a place for uh, the poor, the needy to go to have a need met while remaining relatively out of sight. And uh, one of the goals of the Big Big Table Cafe is to create an environment where persons of all levels of mean will come to eat. They will serve breakfast and lunch. Um, there will be no set charge, so you can come and eat and pay nothing um, if your conscience will permit you to, or if you have no means to. But there will also be a variety of ways that you can contribute. So you can help prepare food. You can help with cleanup. Uh, there will be a, a range of ways that one can um, um, can um, uh, participate. And the goal is to bring people um, of all walks of life together to, uh, to enjoy food and fellowship. Um, this is, is one new effort that's underway 
in in the city that the uh, the church community is uh, is driving. There's in Buffalo. I've already mentioned the the ways we have been welcoming refugees. In Buffalo, there are four resettlement agencies. Um, there's Journeys in Catholic Charities, Jewish Family Services, and the International Institute. And not too many years ago, these organizations seemed to feel that it was a, a zero-sum game in pursuing funding and that um, no one wanted to give an inch and there was little cooperation. In 2007, there was a, another group serving refugees that was formed called Hope Refugee Services. It's now part of Jericho Road. And two Houghton alums, Bonnie Macbeth and Anna Ireland, were, the, were two of the leaders who organized this, this group. The other resettlement agencies at that time um, were, uh, seemed, seemed threatened by the, the presence of this, this organization. Um, today, the four resettlement agencies plus Jericho Road and its Hope Refugee Services um, work together through an organization called WINIRAC, which is the Western New York Refugee and Asylum Consortium. And they are finding a variety of ways to cooperate in the efforts to resettle the large numbers of refugees that have been coming to, to Buffalo. Um, we see the influx particularly in recent years from Burma. Uh, there are many different ethnic and language groups um, with roots in Burma who have arrived in Buffalo. Um, they are, uh, the total is now approaching 2% of the population of the city um, are Burmese. Most have arrived within the last seven or eight years. This is dramatically changing um, the, the face of the city, particularly on the, on the west side. There, uh, a, a number of you have heard of the work of Jericho Road. Um, Jericho Road Family Practice, uh, Dr. Myron Glick, a Houghton graduate, um, formed Jericho Road um, a little over 15 years ago. The, the medical practice now provides medical services to the majority of the refugees in the, in the city of, of Buffalo. Um, it has recently gone through a merger um, and NAIA is Jericho Road Community Health Center, uh, which has expanded its services, and they also have services on the east side in the city, as well as its larger service on the west side. I see other areas of cooperation that are occurring. Um, one of the things that, that has occurred recently is the development of an arm of Westside Ministries uh, to provide um, facilities management. There are a number of, of faith-based organizations doing ministry that owned property that they were ill-equipped to care for well. And so what has happened uh, over the last several years is that Westside Ministries has created a facilities management or arm that takes care of the facilities for Jericho Road. They take care of, of the facilities at the House of Grace. They take care of First Presbyterian Church facilities, and I'll tell you a little bit about things happening there in, in, uh, in a moment. Um, but here is another cooperative effort um, with tremendous potential um, it also is, is uh, a place that folk with limited skills uh, are gradually brought on, uh, worked into the, the workforce of Westside Ministries. They learn skills, become a part of that organization. So it's, it's uh, creating some work opportunities, which are also critical 
for the success of the city. There's a, there's a group called uh, uh, Buffalo Urban Ministry Project, um, which it has um, Christians from a number of different churches, denominational groups, parachurch groups, who um, uh, I've known of many of these groups for years, the 25 years I've been living in the city. Now I'm seeing them actually talk to each other, come together. Um, uh, there's a small group that's, that's begun to identify particular topics that they would like further information about, opportunities to discuss. And uh, uh, these groups, they've, they've established a forum. There have been three over the last six months um, where 50 to 60 people will gather actually in a home if you can imagine having that many folk in your home, it, fortunately it's a large home that they gather in. Um, and uh, we'll have a panel presentation, opportunities for, to break into small groups for discussion. It's, it's interaction among believers that's unlike um, anything I had seen uh, prior to, uh, to the last couple of years in the city. And if you want reason for hope, uh, and you're in the city on a Wednesday morning, then go over to Potomac Avenue, 175 Potomac, um, to the House of Grace, where uh, it's, it's a, uh, a church building that's shared by four congregations. Um, and um, uh, on Wednesday mornings in the basement, uh, you would be welcomed 8.30 or 9 o'clock, they'll probably give you some breakfast, and you'll have an opportunity for conversation. Um, if you're interested in talking about theology, talking about ministry, then you can get together with this group of mostly pastors, but a few others and others are welcome. But there's a, a Wesleyan pastor, and there's a vineyard pastor, there are a couple of assemblies pastors. There's the Lutheran pastor. There's a Presbyterian pastor. There's a Mennonite. There are several non-denominational folk. And they get together. And um, as you can imagine, their theological discussions are quite lively. Um, but they always bring the conversation around to what can we do to support one another? What can we do to help you in your ministry? What can we do together that we can't do separately to address the needs of our city? This is a conversation that's most welcome and, um, and has really begun in earnest over the last couple years in, in Buffalo. There are lots of things that are happening that are encouraging. Now, as to what I would envision... Uh, Houghton Wesleyan Church uh, becoming involved with, both corporately or individually. I think the best way to, uh, to offer suggestions there is to just tell you a few stories about what some other folk have done in reaching out to the city and the kinds of connections that, that they have made. Uh, one of the, the stories is about Liz Garifano, um, Liz was a student at Houghton who transferred in about 2004, 2003 maybe, um, was in Andy Gallman's uh, linguistics class when he decided that one project students could do would be to go to Buffalo on Saturdays, go into the homes of refugees and tutor. And he started what became the Journeys in uh, tutoring project or JET. And um, uh, Liz worked with this. Um, it was to be a one semester project. At the end of the semester, seven of the eight students in the course wanted to continue and ask if they would be permitted to. Uh, transportation was provided. They recruited a few others. The numbers grew. And um, uh, Nine years later, the project is still alive. But one of the things that happened was that Liz and 
her, her colleagues became aware that there was no summer program for recently arrived refugee kids in the city of Buffalo at that time. So they worked with uh, Journeys In and started a program. Um, this program succeeded at 42 kids the first year, 50-some the second year. By the third year, the Buffalo Public Schools became aware, saw what was happening, realized the need, and created a summer program. So Liz worked to help coordinate the, the, what she had called the New Horizons program with the, the Buffalo Public School effort. Um, over the last few summers, including the, this past summer, there's been a, the Jumpstart program. This past year, there were over 300 recently arrived refugee kids who had a summer program. It was a, a collaborative effort of the Buffalo Public Schools, of Journeys In, of AmeriCorps, and of Houghton College. Each year since 2005, there have been a group of, of a dozen or so Houghton students or recent graduates who have spent their summer in Buffalo working with this program. There's an, another Houghton graduate, Jer Clifton, graduated in 2007. He was a philosophy major. I used to ask him what exactly philosophy majors did. He assured me they did whatever they set their minds to do. Um, Jer uh, came to Buffalo, spent a year uh, working through AmeriCorps and helping to just work with, with a couple blocks and trying to look at what the particular needs were and what could be done to improve the quality of life on Breckenridge Street and uh, a couple of adjoining streets. He became aware of the importance of home ownership in improving quality of life in communities. And so he began to do research, found that there was a program called Home Buyers Clubs that had worked in some other cities. So he worked with um, uh, a group at, at uh, Westminster Presbyterian Church to create Home Buyers Clubs in Buffalo and worked particularly with refugee communities. Um, this is a program that became established, became a part of the Westminster Economic Development Initiative, still exists today. There are dozens and dozens of folk who own homes in Buffalo today because they were helped through home buyers clubs, the work that J.R. Clifton started. Um, there's Anna Mediova. Anna was an intercultural studies major, particular interest in TESOL, um, she worked with the JET program. She came through Wesley Service Corps, and she had a particular concern for adult women who, um, uh, among the refugees who were having grave difficulty adjusting to life in the United States. They had children, they uh, responsibilities, they had no formal education, they were uncomfortable with the ESL programs that were offered to them, they did very poorly in the classrooms and dropped out as soon as possible. And Anna began to look at the needs and began to explore what could be done if you actually went into their homes and you had a mother invite a few friends in to sit around the kitchen table and use that as the classroom. And what she found was that they were much more comfortable uh, they could engage. They, were not, they didn't have men there to intimidate, as often uh, occurred. And the children could be comfortable and run around, and they didn't worry too much about them. And this has grown today. Uh, it's, it's become a formal program under Jericho Road. Um, there, there are a dozen or more small groups that, that uh, are meeting, uh, learning English. The, the concept has been picked up on by, by uh, Journeys In, by several other organizations providing uh, services to refugees. And it's improved the, the quality of instruction 
uh, of ESL instruction for um, particularly adult women who are coming uh, to the, into the Buffalo area. There are others who have found ways of serving. There's uh, uh, retired folk like Bob and Betty Barnett who um, connected with, with Hope Refugee Services initially, um, who um, Bob does all kinds of handyman work wherever it's needed. Uh, Betty is now working with the ESL program. Um, there are Bob and Sandy Blake from down here in Allegheny County who uh, took an interest in a sewing project that was started at Hope Refugee Services. Bonnie was one of Bonnie Macbeth's dreams to see this program uh, developed. Um, and Bob and Sandy uh, have worked with this. Uh, Bob repairs sewing machines and, uh, and Sandy teaches folk to sew. They worked with a program that was established by um, Hope. It became a, a program of Jericho Road. It was later taken over by Journeys Inn, and it's now being run by uh, a Catholic nun from Canisius College. And the Blakes have continued to be an integral part of this effort through these years, continuing to make the trips to Buffalo to work. There is great value in one-time and occasional service and lots and lots of opportunities. There were folk who went up yesterday and, uh, and served in the city. Um, there's a sad old, what was a sad old yellow house on 14th Street that a couple years ago, uh, a whole group of Houghton students came up, were joined by some alum, uh, alumni, and uh, uh, in one day, the place was cleaned out and, uh, and the, the restoration begun. Over a number of months, it continued. Today, it houses six uh, Houghton graduates who are a part of the Wesley Service Corps program. And several of the women living there were a part of that first group who went up to help clean the place out years ago. It's now... The, uh, the, the, the most beautiful house on uh, that section of 14th Street. Um, but there are lots of things that folk can do by going one time or occasionally. There's a need for short-term commitments, a semester, the JET program being a, a good example of that, the, the Journey Sin Tutoring, or the summer program going up and working uh, with a program like Jumpstart. There are lots of opportunities of this sort. There are also opportunities for those with a longer commitment. A year, um, there's the Wesley Service Corps program that Hogan graduates participate in. There um, uh, certainly could be opportunities for some regular uh, uh, service from seniors who might be interested in, uh, in a year of service. I'd be happy to coordinate that for you. Um, and then there are always opportunities and need for a few folk who um, will make the commitment to the city for the long haul. And I think that, that uh, uh, God calls some to that, um, but there, there are opportunities for service of, of, all, of all kinds. So uh, I encourage you to learn more about the city. I think what you're doing uh, now, learning about uh, Journeys in uh, Jericho Road, other opportunities is a marvelous way to begin and um, uh, would, be, would, would be delighted to have opportunity to, uh, to show you around the city sometime if you have opportunity to come. Thank you. that uh, may present themselves to us for being involved in your work in the city. We don't know exactly how you may lead us, but we pray that 
we will be open as individuals, as a body of believers. We ask that you will stir our hearts with compassion, compassion that leads to action through the grace of Christ. Let the words we've heard today, words of your spirit in us, just continue to speak into our hearts and our lives. And we ask this through Christ. Amen. Please stand and join us as we sing. Church, arise and put your armor on. Hear the call of Christ, our captain. For now the weak can say that they are strong in the strength that God has given. With shield of faith and bells of truth, we'll stand against the devil's lies and all. the Son of God is stricken, then see his foes lie crushed beneath his feet, for the conqueror has risen, and as the stone is rolled away, and Christ emerges from the grave, his victory march continues. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen.